Welcome to Coronavirus in Florida, The Lost Summer, a podcast of the Tampa Bay Times. I'm your host, Austin Fast, and this episode was released on Thursday, July 16th. On this show, we'll explore all the ways COVID-19 is affecting summer 2020. We'll share the facts behind the spread of the virus and discuss what could happen next. Many people have been staying home a lot more since March to slow the spread of coronavirus. But how do you shelter in place when you don't have a home? Today's episode, Homelessness and COVID-19. Florida has the third highest number of people experiencing homelessness in the country, about 28,000 according to last year's estimate. About half those people sleep unsheltered on the streets, in cars, or in parks, while the others stay in homeless shelters like Pinellas Hope in the Pinellas Park area. Keith Wilkinson is one of them. He moved to Florida from New York 12 years ago. I'm 63 years old. This is the first time I've been homeless. I was working at Yankee Stadium training camp, and I was doing um, cleaning up and setting up at a stadium before and after the game. But when the coronavirus started and the um, Major League Baseball stopped, that stopped also. So a lot of us at the facility we was at, we weren't able to work anymore because of the coronavirus. So that put me in a deep recession as far as paying my bill. So when um, supposedly the governor had opened up the state a little bit, they started evicting people because of that. And you got evicted at that point from your home? Yes, I did. Catholic Charities runs Pinellas Hope on 10 acres of land tucked onto a dead-end street behind their cemetery. Homeless shelters are congregate settings, meaning lots of people squeeze into tight spaces. Just like nursing homes, homeless shelters are often full of older people with underlying health issues. Living outside with spotty medical treatment complicates things even more. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention recognized these special needs and released guidelines this spring for communities to help protect people experiencing homelessness from COVID-19. For example, the CDC suggests police officers should not disturb homeless camps that they might normally clear away. Social distancing means many homeless shelters now accommodate fewer people, and destroying these camps might spread more of the virus around. Imagine a homeless shelter. You might conjure up a big, dark gymnasium with rows of bunk beds. Pinellas Hope is not that. Even before the coronavirus struck, it was mostly outside. And in the Florida summer, that means it's hot. Big fans offer a little relief, blowing humid air around a raised deck where dozens of masked people are spaced out around long folding tables. So we are on the deck, which is sort of our main area where we have our meals, we have services, AA groups. Danielle Husband is Catholic Charities Director of Homeless and Veterans Services. She leads me down a few steps to the backyard where a sea of colorful 10 by 10 foot tents stretches out in front of us. Every tent is up on the platform, but you can see they're all spaced. So it's, it's allowed people to have their, their own area a little bit better. If somebody comes as an intact couple, then they can go in together, but we do not encourage um, you know love connections while folks are here. We really want them to focus on themselves. And actually, I encourage even couples to go in separately because it gets very hot. And when your sweaty arm touches the other sweaty arm, love or not, it gets yucky. (laughs) 
Canales Hope has 150 tents and 100 cottages, which are really shipping containers they've walled off into three 30-square-foot rooms, each outfitted with a bunk bed, air conditioner, and a simple cross on the wall. And that guy up there mowing, is he one of your clients or is yes. he on staff? Nope, he's a client. They participate in the lawn care and um, they help rebuild the platforms. They help put up new tents. They clean. This is really a community collaborative, but again, it, it gives people a sense of purpose and uh, they belong in this community and we need them and they need us. So it works out really well. Make sure you're drinking. It's a nasty day today. When I was uh, up there on the deck earlier, I saw the calendar on the wall. It still says March. Yeah, I noticed that yesterday too. I think it's I, it almost like life kind of froze. But I think that's actually a pretty accurate representation of sort of what happened, right? And then we went into kind of crisis mode and preservation mode as opposed to um, sort of all the little pretties because we just wanted to make sure that it was safe around here. But yeah, that's kind of, I'm, I lost the last three months. <laughs> COVID-19 means Pinellas Hope has to keep people spread further apart than normal. They started requiring face masks and they split up the mealtimes, but there are bigger changes too. Husband expects their clients will start staying longer than the three to four month maximum they used to enforce. Pinellas Hope's 20 person staff is stretched thin as they try to manage a 400 person campus without any of the volunteers they usually rely on. And the biggest change of all is how they're bringing clients into the shelter. We were having 60 and 70 people show up a day to come in, and we would only have 30 beds. And so what was happening was the folks that were, you know, person 45, person 55, they're getting angry and they're frustrated. I waited all night. I mean, some weeks you would have thought that we had we were giving away cars. They would be lined up all down 126. They'd, they'd show up on Monday for a Tuesday intake, and then they'd be really upset that they couldn't get in. We made an adjustment to our model, so our referrals now come in through the street outreach teams and then law enforcement. So law enforcement, when they do these soft touches and talk to people about, hey, this is what Pinellas Hope can do, this is how they can help you, and then they vet the person and then they make the referrals. The group that coordinates efforts across all Pinellas County homeless shelters and governments is the Homeless Leadership Alliance of Pinellas. Susan Myers leads the organization. She says they mobilized quickly in March to start figuring out what to do to protect people living in shelters and on the streets. We know how to handle a hurricane. We know how to handle that disaster, but this is new. Pinellas County Human Services started a program with some area hotels for if a person experiencing homelessness tested positive or was tested and was awaiting results, we didn't want them to go into a shelter, of course, um, and so we would put them in a hotel for at least 14 days to quarantine until they tested negative. Do you have a sense of how many people were referred to that program across Pinellas County? Um, you would probably need to call the county for that. Um, we weren't privy to that information as to who tested positive and who didn't because, you know, it's confidential. We're not medical people. Um, and you really would have to ask the county. I, I could take a wild guess, but I would really prefer not to. I guess that kind of makes sense because, you know, there's HIPAA privacy regulations around people's private medical information, but I'm surprised there isn't a way to anonymize the information just because I feel like people who are helping deliver services at these homeless shelters, you know, it may be good to know, do 50% of people at shelters have COVID symptoms or is it 2%? Do you see what I mean? If I would take a guess, I would say, I don't think there have been more than 50 people in the pro in that program since March. 
I would be surprised if there was 50 people. That's the best I can give you. We're swimming in data about coronavirus. You can check online dashboards for daily updates on cases and deaths split up by zip code, city, county, state. But the water gets murky when it comes to homelessness. I called the Pinellas County Health Department, figuring they could easily spout off the latest figures on cases and deaths reported among people living in homeless shelters. They said I'd have to talk with the state health department. The person who answered the phone there took down my name and phone number, and a couple days later, I got an email confirming my public records request has been submitted. So much for a quick, easy answer. The United States Interagency Council on Homelessness coordinates national efforts to get people off the streets. It estimates COVID-19 has killed 130 people experiencing homelessness as of June 30th. Their data shows nearly 5,000 cases of coronavirus nationwide among those living on the streets. Coming back to Pinellas County, about 2,400 people live in homeless shelters or on the streets on any given day. As Myers says, if only 50 people have taken advantage of the county's hotel quarantine program, that would put the infection rate at just 2% of the homeless population. The only other hard numbers I could find were at floridadisaster.org. Florida's Division of Emergency Management puts out a daily report on COVID-19 data, which includes six total cases among Floridians experiencing homelessness, one each for Pinellas, Hillsborough, and Monroe counties, and three in Broward since the pandemic started. In downtown St. Petersburg... We still have zero cases of COVID across the street um, and among the homeless in downtown. My name is Michael Raposa, and I am the CEO of St. Vincent de Paul Cares. We are um, the largest homeless shelter within the city limits. I had to ask, if the health department doesn't have data, how is Raposa so confident St. Petersburg hasn't seen any cases of COVID-19? Well, we're on the front lines, so we talk shelter to shelter and, and, and that type of stuff. I can tell you that we're the home to 125 to 150 street homeless every night, 365 days a year, and we've had zero. And I will tell you that most of the other shelters that we're in touch, all of the other shelters that we're in touch with are reporting the same. We've had scares, you know, general flu-like symptoms, cold-like symptoms. Um, Everybody thinks that they've got a a sniffle. Uh, I got it, you know, and it's like, oh, no, if you had it, you'd feel like someone whacked you over the head with a brick, you know. But I think that that positive story in this is that the shelter providers in the community have stood at the front lines of this pandemic with complete courage and complete passion and a complete resolve to protect the people that we serve and the motivation to put people into housing as soon as possible. And we have used this to light a fire under them. Unlike Pinellas Hope, Raposa says St. Vincent de Paul Cares hasn't changed how it brings in clients. In fact, our numbers are way up. Our caseload number for people that are seeking that housing intervention, moving from the street straight into housing, Last week was at 765 open cases, which is a record for our agency. That said, COVID-19 did force some changes at St. Vincent de Paul. Interstate 375 winds its way right over the shelter and into downtown St. Petersburg. To allow for social distancing, they scattered black foam mattresses across the pavement under the highway as a makeshift sleeping area. So we put fans out there, and it's not the most optimal situation It was beautiful when the weather was beautiful, but boy, I got to tell you right now, I wouldn't be camping in Florida. It bothers me, and it bothers some of the members of the community. And um, last Thursday, I think it was, a woman came in to meet with me. 
She said, you know, Mr. Raposa, I kennel my dog in better places than you're sleeping the homeless. And I couldn't disagree with her because I have two dogs that have probably better sleeping arrangements than outside under an overpass. Unfortunately, Raposa says the alternatives of not socially distancing or turning people back out onto the streets aren't ideal either. In his 30 years working in social services in St. Petersburg, Raposa says he's heard all the excuses about homelessness. They're homeless because they drink too much. They're homeless because they use drugs. They're homeless because, you know, they don't want to work. And what we find is that none of that is true. He says putting people in a house first before trying to solve any of their other vices can help set their world right, especially during a pandemic. Do you know anyone in your life, either a family or friend, that secretly you think that they drink too much and you wish that they would stop? And then are they housed? In all likelihood, they are. It disproves the fact that an alcoholic or a drug addict can't be housed. And I'm kind of living proof of that. I've been sober uh, for uh, over 30 years. And when I was hitting my bottom, if I didn't have the stability of housing um, under my feet and a roof over my head, I personally don't know that I ever could have gotten sober. What we see is that if you can mentally disconnect the two issues in the very beginning and get the person into housing, they begin to fight to stay in housing and they begin to thrive long term. Raposa adds that about four out of every five people who enter St. Vincent de Paul's caseload end up getting placed in housing, and they almost always stay off the streets long term. Back at Pinellas Hope, husband fears she might hear a rumbling avalanche of new homelessness off in the distance. I don't know that we really have felt the full impact yet of COVID because of the protections that went into place. She's talking about federal unemployment protection and Florida's moratorium on evictions. Governor Ron DeSantis extended the freeze on thousands of eviction cases statewide just a few hours before it was set to expire on June 30th. Remember Keith earlier in this episode? He got evicted March 22nd, just 11 days before Florida froze evictions. The measure gives renters more time to get back to work, collect back pay, and make rent. The freeze is now set to expire August 1st, which worries Myers from the Homeless Leadership Alliance of Pinellas. Even during the moratorium, the call line was flooded with requests for assistance for you know rent and utilities. And yes, I'm absolutely concerned about what's going to happen. She says homeless services across Pinellas County are hoping to get up to $1 million from the CARES Act, which was the economic stimulus bill Congress passed in April. One third will help people who are still in housing stay in housing, and the other two thirds will be to help those who have been displaced to hopefully get back into housing. And that stimulus money would be a welcome sight for people in homeless shelters like Keith Wilkinson. What have you been doing since you got here? Well, I've um, been doing some um, applications online because can't go into people's offices anymore right now. And um, been able to see the doctor for my high blood pressure. So other than that, um, I had an interview Monday. Hopefully I get some information by tomorrow or Monday whether or not I got the job or not. It's with the um, Pinellas County um, Transit Authority. Hopefully you'll have some uh, good news here in the in the near future. Good luck to you. Anything else you'd like to add? Everybody stay safe. Wear your mask and your gloves when you're outside. If you're worried about making rent, you can call 211 or visit PinellasHomeless.org to get connected to resources in Pinellas County. 
If you're listening elsewhere, there are 26 other agencies fighting homelessness in almost every county across Florida. Check out the Florida Coalition to End Homelessness at fchonline.org to learn more and get connected to your local resources. And that's our show for today. You can visit tampabay.com for all the latest stories on coronavirus in Florida. And if you like today's show, please subscribe, rate, and review us wherever you find your podcasts. I'd love to hear from you if you have comments or suggestions. You can find me on Twitter at A underscore fast or shoot me an email at AFAST at tampabay.com. You've been listening to Coronavirus in Florida, The Lost Summer, a podcast from the Tampa Bay Times. I'm your host, Austin Fast. Thanks so much for listening and stay healthy out there. Mm-hmm.